and we live now. Jeremy Lee in the building and every guest that you ever needed. Sports cards after hours keep the hobby heated. Updates hobby talk like you never seen it. Sports cards live and none could ever beat it. Sports cards is a lifestyle. Sports cards and we live now. Welcome to another episode of Sports Cards Live with your host, Jeremy Lee. All right, everybody, welcome to Sports Cards Live. This is episode 131. It is Saturday night, February the 26th, 2022, and my name is Jeremy Lee. I do want to thank last Saturday's guests, Adam Gray and Jesse Craig. We had a great time covering the PWCC Premier Auction. Thanks, everyone, for joining and engaging with us in the chat. It was a great time. Tomorrow on Collectible Live on the Collectible TV YouTube channel, my guest will be memorabilia expert Nick Sapiro, who just landed a new role in the hobby that we will learn all about. We will go live at 7 o'clock Eastern tomorrow night again on the Collectible TV YouTube channel. Please join us. And next Saturday on Sports Cards Live, our guest will be Eddie, Eddie Siegel from Investicard. We will be, and I'm not going to try and do it, but because it sounds terrible, but We'll be live from Investicard on Sports Cards Live next Saturday. I want to shout out channel supporter Whatnot. Check them out for group breaks, online auctions, buy it now, hosted around the clock from some of the best breakers in the hobby. I will be doing another live stream on there with one-minute auctions in the very near future. I know I've been saying that for a couple of weeks, but I will be doing that soon, I promise. I want to shout out the Sport Card Expo. They will be in Edmonton for the first time, April 15th to 17th. And again, in June in Toronto, June 2nd to 5th, I will be at both shows. Just booked all my travel for both of those. And shout out to the Mint Collective. Looking forward to that at the end of March, the 25th to 27th in Vegas. Can't wait to see everybody there. I want to thank all you subscribers, viewers, podcast listeners. If you're not yet subscribed to the channel, please take a moment. Go ahead and do so. Greatly appreciate it. All right. As always tonight, your questions, your comments are in play. We have a great episode tonight. I'm really excited about it. Let's get to tonight's guest. He started started in the hobby back in the early 80s, going to the local thrift shop with his brother, Mike, buying Topps baseball stickers. He collected through college and ramped back up his hobby activity at the beginning of the pandemic. In January 2021, he had the idea for Trade Safe and has spent the last year building the team, developing the business model, and is now ready to launch the service today, like right now. His favorite team is the New York Yankees. His favorite athlete is Michael Jordan, originally from Vermont, currently hailing from South Florida. Let's bring him out. Steve Foley, welcome to Sports How Cards Live. How are you doing? Are you excited? How are you, man? I'm excited. I, I I didn't want to do the we're live, but you know we could have we could have had a we're live off, but uh, we're doing great. So thank you so much for having me in. Um, it's uh, it's been a long time coming. So uh, it feels good to be on this side of the of the uh, of the show. Not yeah, in you're, the chat. you're often you're often watching and in the chat, and I've always appreciated having you in the chat with all the other guests that we've had along the way. Uh, speaking of the chat, let's just go through and say hello. As you know, you watch the show. I try to keep up with the chat, say hello to everybody, make you all a part of the show. So we're going to say hello to, we got Jeremy Allen here. We got Troy as always says hello to both of us. Studio sports, happy almost March. And then, yeah, I could use some end of winter up here in Calgary. I tell you, Jake Dahl in the house, five game winning streak for the Montreal Canadians. That's my wife's team. So go Habs. 
Jeremy Lee is the, thank you, Jeremy Allen. I appreciate that. Good evening, peeps. Great to see you. Philly Joe, Terry Fortune says uh, that we need a new trade safe shirt. Hey, Steve, if you send me a trade safe shirt, I, I'm actually wearing my card ladder shirt tonight. I thought, you know what? It's a night of new companies <laughs> in the hobby. Let's support each other. Purple Haze in the house. We got DJs Gaming. Good evening to you. Kurt Renault. Look, happy to have you. Glad you're looking forward to it. Eric is in the house. Richard Zangrillo is in the house. Good evening, Richard. And per QB Cards, what's going on? Abdeel in the house. Fire. Oh, wow. Lots of comments. Scott Cause, what's going on? It says, congrats on the launch. Thank you very much. Filmington in the house says, great idea, fellas. So just so anyone, everyone knows, if you are joining us right now and you're hearing people saying congratulations or, or you know, great idea, uh, Steve and I and uh, other people from the Trade Safe team were just on a clubhouse kind of warming up for the episode and talking a bunch about it. So that's what that is. But I want to say hello to the rest of y'all still. I do want to do that. Uh, Coach Brown wants to know, how did Rich become a mod? Great question, Coach Brown. Great question. We'll see. I might have to fix that sometime. Colin Murray, what's up? Corey Carr, good to see you. Brian Kingsley, long time no see. Cardi C is here. Sports guard Stallion. Jeff Hart, Filmington, Todd McDonald, Birds on the Bat, Julian. Jim is here. Oh, God, everyone's here. Thank you guys for joining. Oh, we're almost done. Kevy Kev, Grail Chaser, Travis Vigneault is here. John G, what's going on? All right, guys. Can't lose my breath yet. I can't lose my breath yet. See if I have a lot. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. So before we jump into Trade Safe, I do want to take a few minutes and uh, just introduce you to the audience, those that don't know you and get to know you a little bit. Because one of the things I love to do on Sports Guards Live is whenever I bring on what I call like an industry insider or someone who's representing some sort of business in the hobby is help them be introduced to the hobby, let the hobby get to know them and determine for themselves if they like you and they want to do business with you. And I think that's a good a good approach. So let's let's learn a little bit about your hobby history. And, um, you know, in particular, in in planning for this, you uh, there's uh, listen, 86, 87 Fleer and go. 86, 87 Fleer. Um, I probably should. Yeah, let's start with that. So, um, you know, I was really fortunate. I, I, I've told this story several times before. So it's one of my favorite hobby stories. Um, I, I ruined my uh, my brother Mike's uh, summer vacation in Reno, Nevada in 87. Uh, and so he will, uh, if he's in the chat, he's going to chime in and let you know that. But uh, we spent the summer out in Reno, Nevada. And, uh, you know, I was a huge Jordan fan. And, you know, even though I collected baseball cards here and there, I really, you know, was like, yeah, Mike does that. I'll, you know, I collect stickers for whatever reason. So fast forward into the summer, we go down to this local 7-Eleven and all of a sudden, you know, we're going down to get a drink and I'm like, holy cow, look at this. I'm like, there's basketball cards. They actually make basketball cards. And so I was such a huge Michael Jordan fan, you know, from even, you know, through UNC. And I grew up a basketball fan. My mom always said, hey, look at, you know, we love watching, you know, basketball as a family and, and you know, the old Dr. J and the Celtics and the Celtics and the Lakers rivals. And so I just, I, I was a huge Jordan fan. Well, lo and behold, here we go into the 7-Eleven and find 86, 87 Fleer basketball for 25 cents a pack. 
<laughs> and now it's like three grand. Yeah. Yeah. So it was an So the funny part was, and and uh, Mike can attest to this. Um, I still own a Michael Jordan card. Mike was always a set collector. He gave me the Jordan. And, uh, you know, the funny story was, is like, think back to, you know, 87, right? Like, I didn't know what a top loader was. I wasn't thinking about protecting the card. But I was so proud of this card that, you know, you can imagine I have like a duffel bag flying back to Vermont. But I want the Jordan card on the very top of the, the th I didn't even, I didn't even think about protecting it, right? Because I just was like, wow, this is Michael Jordan's rookie card. And, you know, lo and behold, uh, you know, I, I had a Jordan rookie. Didn't quite make the trip as, as what I expected, but um, Mike and I often joke about, man, if we could ever go back and, and, and just keep buying 86, 87 packs for 25 cents. What did, you, what did you do with the stickers that came out of those packs? <laughs> So you know a little bit of this story, but I was saying I'd love to put a bounty out in the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont because I literally, I was so obsessed with Michael Jordan. I mean, I, I have a poster here that that I literally have had since I was a teenager. Um, and, you know, I was so, I had like wall-to-wall -wall everything Michael Jordan. And um, so I just thought it was a great idea. What the heck? I'll take the stickers and put them on my, on my bed. Um, so somewhere in, in, in northern Vermont, there's a very expensive bed frame with some, some 86, 87 Fleer Jordan stickers for sure. Now, you know, we, we've got about 100 people watching right now. If any of them are in northeast Vermont, are you offering any sort of reward or finder's fee if someone could find your old, your old bed frame? Um, you know, I think uh, I would say, sure, why not, right? All like right. If they can find it, let's do it. Let's they bring can it keep back. on the Jordans. Jake, Jake Dahl wants to know, did you ever collect the Jordan star cards from the eighties? You know, I didn't. Um, but you know, it's great story is I actually, so I live right near, uh, Boca. And so I, I'm always aware of the fact that, you know, star uh, company was, you know, in the South Florida area. So I've always sort of been on the hunt to go to yard sales and stuff like that to always think, wow, what if I stumble across some people that have, uh, some star Jordan cards. Yeah. And if you do it, it's at a yard. So you'd probably pick them up pretty cheap at this point in time, but, uh, okay, man. Well, it, it's always fun to go back and hear how somebody started off in the hobby. You know, I, I like asking that question. It kind of just grounds us and brings us all back to those, those early days when it was truly just about collecting and filling out our sets and putting them on our bedposts or, you know, that's a funny alternative to putting a Wayne Gretzky rookie card in your bike spokes. Here you are <laughs> putting Michael Jordan 86 stickers on your bedpost. I, I love it, man. Okay. couple comments here. Um, Skeppy, what's going on? Mexicum, the goat, incredibly proud of my dad for doing this. Troy says, uh, PSA said they will grade bed frames. They have a slab that will work. <laughs> Great comment. I love it. Great comment, Troy. Great comment. Okay. Anything else about your history in the hobby you'd want to share? I mean, you were around during the junk slab era. Sorry, the, the junk wax. Funny how that just Freudian slipped out, hey? Yeah, I like that. You were around during the junk wax era. So 80, yeah. I, I'm considering it really 88 to 92 type of thing. Yeah. Um, how, what are your memories? What are your memories of being a hobbyist back in those days? What sticks out to you? Well, you know, I think obviously we didn't have the internet, right? So, you know, the only way I think I had one LCS in the area. Um, gosh, I don't even remember 
you know, when I was young and, and obviously like your leading story with, with my brother, Mike, we would go to this little Ben Franklin's and we would buy candy and, you know, penny candy and we'd get tops cards. And, you know, as I, you know, came into my teenage years in high school, you know, that's really when we saw that boom um, in the late eighties, early nineties. And I was like, I was just so thrilled to collect cards. Um, you know, I'd always go buy the monthly Beckett. I'd always get the Tough Stuff magazine. And, uh, but just setting up at a local, you know, gym on a Saturday, I'd set up a table and sell cards. And so, you know, of course, you know, I never thought about grading anything, but I was, I was always flipping and moving cards and, and just enjoying it, just enjoying the hobby talk. Yeah. So you've been, you've been around a long time. I think it's important to, to know that. I mean, even when, when you and I started talking and we talked about trade safe, you know, it's important to me to know that someone like you is, is a lifer in the hobby. I, it just, I don't know. It just makes you feel like we have more in common. It's one of those things like, you know, when you meet somebody that at work or wherever, some, you know, a friend of a friend, you're at a, you're at a buddy's big birthday party and he's got friends from different circles and someone else is there and they catch wind that you collect cards. And all of a sudden that's who you're spending the whole night talking to, right? You go to a wedding, somebody asks you something, you mentioned sports cards and their eyes open up and they want, all they want to do is learn about it because they find it interesting. I mean, I, this, this happened to me at a buddy's wedding. I just talked to one dude the whole time because he was listening. He was willing to hear me talk about cards, right? It's just, we have it in common. It's pretty awesome. I want to go to comment here from Corey Carr. He says, this is the first time I've ever seen what Steve looks like. And he's saying that because you guys are regulars on clubhouse, but then I want to go to what uh, Sports Card Stallion says. Corey, are you disappointed or pleasantly surprised? To which Corey says, ha ha, his hair is more impressive than I thought. I'll say that. <laughs> Listen, Corey, I mean, I'm having a little bit of helmet envy over here right now. All right. I mean, look, look at that. So anyway, yeah, Steve has good hair. No I, doubt about it. No I doubt have about not it. dyed my hair. So he doesn't dye his hair. And he went, I said to him today, he went for a haircut tonight. And I said to him, I go, did you get any off the top? He goes, yeah, an inch. <laughs> that it's top great. is legit, a legit, a fresh, fresh haircut. All right. We got hits. We got hits and chicks in the house. He's like everyone's uncle. Steve's everyone new uncle, like it or not. Adam Holgate. Good evening. Good evening. Curmudgeon back again. Very good to see you. And Corey just puts it very plainly and says, it's a beautiful, beautiful head of hair. Well said. Thanks, well said, Corey. So, all right, man, let's let's jump into TradeSafe. So tell us about it. Tell us about TradeSafe. And, you know, I, I always am very interested in when someone comes on the show and they have a business, um, what what the moment, like I want you to go back to the moment when you had the idea in the, the very first instance, what what uh, what prompted that? Where did it come from? What 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 happened to make you think, hey, the hobby needs a middleman service? Sort of, I know it's not technically escrow, but something similar to an escrow. What yeah. were the circumstances that led to you having that epiphany? Yeah, so one of our uh, one of our co-founders, Dylan, um, you know, we were in a small group chat uh, with Mike, and uh, you know, we'd always talk about different cards that we were buying. Um, at the time, Dylan was doing um, this trade me your Jeter card on Twitter. So his his goal was to get a different Jeter card from every 50 states and he was going to do trades. 
And we were talking about it and you know, he was telling me, showing us pictures here and there. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, I, it, it was, it was like within the next day or so that I kept thinking, why, why is nobody doing this? Why, why is nobody, you know, cause he kept explaining, like, I don't really want to trade something cause I'm not sure if I'm going to get something back. I don't know if I want to give away something cause I don't know the, the other person. And boom, uh, it, the, the idea came to mind. Um, it's probably like maybe the next evening or two, I called Dylan on the phone. I said, tell me more about this process. Like, how did you do this? How are you doing it? And I said, what do you think? And he was like, yeah, this is an unbelievable idea. Um, I then, you know, reached out to, to, of course, my brother Mike and said, you know, hey, we got to talk about this. I think we have something here. And, you know, and then the idea just obviously kept, uh, kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger from there. So why don't you take us through the team? Um, and I'm kind of playing coy here, but I understand there's seven people, seven partners on, on the trade safe, uh, team at, at, the, at the, at this time. Why don't you take us through and just sort of introduce us to the, to the members of the team and, uh, a little bit about, you know, what everyone brings to the table and, and, you know, how did you recruit? How did you build this team from, you know, this conversation with Dylan to now a seven person strong team? Yeah. So, I mean, I think Dylan, uh, Dylan and Mike were obviously in this group chat. And so, you know, that's where we wanted to kind of keep it between the three of us. Um, so Dylan, uh, Dylan is out in, in Oregon. Uh, he's a college baseball pitcher uh, getting his MBA. And uh, so Dylan is, is actually taking care of the, the marketing side of things and also uh, running the Oregon hub. Um, so when people see on the site, the West hub or the Oregon hub, Dylan's uh, looking after that uh, operation. Uh, as well as Mike, <clears throat> when we came up with the idea of three hubs, I was like, okay, well, or you're in Oregon, Dylan, Mike, you're up in New Hampshire and I'm in South Florida. We've, we've got the three hubs covered. So, uh, you know, Mike is, you know, I'm blessed to have a, a, an older brother um, like Mike. I mean, not everybody, and I and I always say this, not everybody is as lucky as I am. Um, he is not only just a tremendous mentor to me, but uh, you know, he means he means the world to me. Uh, he, I wouldn't be in any capacity of collecting uh, cards for all these years if it wasn't him. And even when I stopped, you know. Mike and I talk probably every week and, uh, you know, he, he always would have, Hey, guess what I opened today? Guess what, guess what I pulled? Um, so, you know, he's, he's been a big brother. We're closest in age out of a large family. Um, but he's really just been, you know, more of a brother. It's just, like I said, he's been a mentor and somebody that's just guided me through life. Um, so I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful, uh, you know, that he's part of this team. So Mike is, Mike is also going to be running the, the New Hampshire hub. Um, and then, uh, and then came, uh, I think we were, we were talking about this in, in clubhouse. Uh, then came the, the conversation of in April, um, I decided to, to uh, take a stab and say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to Jeremy because I was a fan of the show. And, uh, and wanted to run the, the idea by you. So I know you I know you told it in in Clubhouse, but uh, it, if you want me to tell you the story or tell you can tell them. Well, 
I know the story because I lived it, but why don't why don't you go and tell it from your perspective? So just to clear it up, I am I am one of the partners in TradeSafe. I am one of the co-founders of TradeSafe along with Steve and the rest of the team. Uh, so that that was sort of the surprise that I alluded to um, in the write up for this video for this episode that went on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, so there might be a bit of a surprise, which is yes, I I am involved in this uh, as well as a partner, and so I could tell the story because I lived it, but. I'm interviewing you. You're the guest on Sports Cards Live. Why don't you tell the story of of how how that came, how that went uh, went down? Yeah. So you were gracious, and I reached out to you on IG. You were gracious uh, enough to obviously take a uh, to take the call, and I said, "Hey, you wanna let's zoom, jump on the Zoom call?" And I want to tell you about this idea. And I'm sure you probably were like, "Okay, whatever." And I think at first you were even like, "All right, like who are you? How you doing?" Um, and then instantly it clicked because you said to me, oh, my gosh, I've been thinking about this for years. And you know what? There's absolutely a need for it. And uh, and I think I was like, all right, well, let me, you know, let me talk to the other team and and we'll get back to you and if you have some interest in it. And I think the funny part was is that I wanted to talk to you about I was so interested because I thought, wow, OK, well, we could actually use Jeremy because he's in Canada and this would work. And so there's a funny part to that story after when when we get to get to Kevin. So. All right. No, fair enough. And also I'll, I'll supplement that a little bit because um, you said that you just mentioned that when you told me the idea, I kind of said, well, yeah, I've had I've thought about this for a long time. And as I, I, I I'll tell the story again tonight, because I did tell it on Clubhouse about an hour ago, but. The reason why I got excited by the idea, uh, and, and it was, first of all, it was, it was really nice of you to think of me in the first place, uh, just from seeing sports cards live and reaching out to me. Uh, definitely definitely a benefit of, of doing this show has been all the relationships I've been able to make. And this one, uh, of course, is a very important one to me. And um, you, you reached out, you told me the idea, and I said... I said, well, you know what? There is a need for this. And I know there's a need for it because I've been, I've owned an, I've owned an online community now. Uh, now it's 10 years. It's actually 10 years, I think, uh, in March that I've owned a, a, an online hobby community called hobbyinsider.net. And it's, it's been around since 2003. It's got a lot of loyal members. It's hockey centric for sure. But what happened with that website is when, when the Beckett message boards kind of went out of business in about 2004 or so, or 2005, all the users went over, you know, all the, the basketball users went to, I think it was Freedom Cardboard at the time. The hockey people went to Hobby Insider. The baseball and basketball people, I believe, went to Blowout, or, or football people went to Blowout. That's kind of, everyone started at Beckett, and then everybody went out to other <laughs> other sites. And that was in about 0405 when the Beckett message boards just kind of, I don't know what happened to them, but they shut off one day. So everyone abandoned, went elsewhere. And that was about 0405. In 2012, I actually purchased Hobby Insider from the then owner, a gentleman by the name of Bruce Findlay, still a good buddy of mine to this day. And, uh, <clears throat> and so in 2012, I acquire Hobby Insider and it's, you know, it's, it's a, a, an online community. And pretty quick, I was getting messages from users who would say, actually, let me step back. So when you're when you're a member of Hobby Insider, and I'm assuming some other online message boards are used for trading, you have these rules to govern the transacting that goes on between members. So, you know, if you're new on the site, 
there, you have a desi, you have you have a, a caption under your username that says new member must send first, meaning that you're new. We don't know you. If you want to do a trade with someone else on the site, you have to send it first, and then the other person will receive it. They're trusted. They will send it back, and. It, it's that's that's tough for some people who are like, well, I might be new, but I mean, you know, I'm I'm this, I'm that. I I'm not going to rip anybody off. I'm not sending first. I don't care who you are, or what your site says, and I can understand that position. Some people are like, oh, no problem. I'll build up my reputation. Other right. people are not patient. So I had a lot of people reach out to me and say, hey, would you mind? You know, you own this site. Would you mind just kind of receiving both ends and then shipping out once you get them? And I thought, oh, I'll do it. I did it a couple times. And then it was kind of like enough. I'm not, uh, I'm not, it, it, you know, it's a lot of time to put out there just doing favors all day long for people. I'm happy to help out some people here and there, but it can't become a full-time job. So I realized that there's a need for a sort of middleman service. So when you, when we had that first Zoom call, I was like, dude, I mean, yeah, this, there's a need for this. So yeah. anyway, a long, sorry, everybody, a long way of saying that I believed in it right from the beginning. I knew there was a need for it because I'd been asked to actually uh, provide that service in the past. And and we went from there. So I'll put it back to you. You got me involved. What happened next? Who, who yeah, came so, on board next? Let's see. So then after that, uh, I think you and I had a, a discussion about you know logistics and shipping in Canada. And I think it was, it was kind of a funny story because you were like, look, uh, I don't want to run a hub. Um, I want nothing to do with shipping cards. And, you know, you were, you were comical about it. Cause you're like, I don't want to go to the post office. I don't even, you know, ship cards as it is. So I was like, okay, no worries. Um, and so at that time, you know, I started spending more time in the clubhouse and, and got to know, you know, the regulars in clubhouse and, and really, you know, for, for people that are in the hobby that, that are not on clubhouse, I, I just think it's, it's a great, uh, it's just a, another great platform to learn a ton about different collectors, what they're doing, different you know businesses that are coming to light, so on and so forth. So uh, the next piece to this was, was Kevin James. And so Kevin, I was like, okay, you're, you're, you're familiar with the, the Toronto market. You have biz, established businesses in, in Toronto and uh, knows has incredible wealth of, of knowledge, not only just from in the sports card industry, by obviously having the sports card uh, vault on eBay, has his own eBay store. But, uh, you know, he he's done a lot of international business. He's a very savvy businessman. And so, you know, again, another piece to bring in here. And so Kevin was like, look, we can figure out Toronto. We can figure out all of Canada to the U.S., which, you know, will be coming. Um shortly. And so, you know, Kevin's brought just a tremendous amount of business knowledge. Um, and I'm sure as you can vouch for as well, like just not only just being a, a, a very, uh, you know, knowledgeable collector, but just, you know, sifts through, breaks things down and really gets things right to the point. And so he's been just a tremendous help as well. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a great collaborator, a great brainstormer. Um, you know, we've had several meetings where we're just bouncing ideas around, and uh, definitely has great ideas to contribute. As does as does everyone on the team, for that matter. But yeah. um, all right, so so that 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 takes care of Kevin. So yeah, uh, anything else on anything else on Kevin? Yeah, so um, I think that's it. Uh, so Kevin, well, Kevin's going to oversee uh, international as far as Canada first. 
and then deciding where we go um, after that. Um, and then obviously help us um, with business operations as well. Um, so, and then, uh, then we move into with Travis um, and Travis was, you know, been a collector as well. Good friend in Vermont, um, passionate Tyler Hero collector. And uh, so Travis and I through, you know, the last several years have just constantly daily shared different cards that we're buying off of eBay and him being this, you know, one PC of, of Tyler Hero and, and, and just, you know, creating this, this great collection. And so, um, you know, he has a background in IT network security. And I thought, geez, you know what? as you start outsourcing all these things, as you start building a company, it's important to have somebody that has knowledge of, you know, uh, not only from the collector side of things, but has knowledge of IT security, setting up customer support and everything else. So he was, again, another ideal fit, another piece to the puzzle to bring this all together. And then I think, uh, as we would all say, the the, the last person in uh, sometimes makes the biggest splash. And so, you know, Richard, uh, Richard Zangrill has been just an absolute blessing to this group. Um, you know, a lot of people that know Richard from Clubhouse can, can, uh, can love Richard or sometimes don't, don't like his, uh, his truthful opinions, but, uh, he, um, there, there's, there's a business side and a professionalism of Richard that, um, a lot of people don't understand. And I definitely understand it now. Um, and he has just done an amazing job building the website, contributing to different ideas, working through all the workflow, um, you know, as far as logistics and everything else. So he's just been a tremendous add to the team. And he was the last one in. And um, like I said, I mean, I think we can all attest as a team that we, we put him through. We put him through the most amount of work in the last couple of weeks because the pressure was certainly on him. But uh, just an amazing job of what he's been able to pull off yeah no no doubt about it I, I can certainly attest to that so so that's that's the trade safe team seven co-founding partners um including myself uh one one of the one of them as well so just for so everybody is well aware um you know it's an exciting day we're, we're launching the beta site today and uh i'll throw it up on the ticker right now actually we so the website is tradesafehub.com and you can follow Tradesafe on, at, on Instagram and Twitter at tradesafehub. I believe that's the Twitter as well as the Instagram. Or is that right, Steve? Yep. Uh, Tradesafe at tradesafehub. Yep. On both yep. Instagram and Twitter. So guys, go ahead, give some follows uh, mm -hmm. and check out the website when you have a chance. And again, keep in mind, this is a beta launch. There is a native app that is due to come out in you know, in due course. Uh, but for now, it's, um, it, it's all web, it's web based and um, really in an effort to prove concept and get some traction. So excited about that. Steve, let's talk a bit about the name, the name of the company. So I, I have a question on my notes that says, how did you come up with the name? Why don't you tell that story? <laughs> yeah, you have such a smile because I know you can't wait for this question. So I wanted to originally come up with sports card exchange. I thought, well, we're going to do sports cards and we have this exchange and we had the hub idea. And I thought, this is great. Sports card exchange. People are exchanging cards, buying or selling or they're trading. Doesn't matter. Sports card exchange. I think I even went as far as registering the company, did the logo. And then lo and behold, I'll let you take over. 
<laughs> lo and behold, lo and behold, you met me. Yes. I love you told me about the idea. You told me what it was called. You showed me the logo you had, you know, very preliminary sort of logo. I heard the name. I saw the logo. And what did I say to you? It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. The name sucks. The logo sucks. Got to change it up. And we we started talking, and I believe I, I said to you, listen, what the, the whole the whole purpose of, of, of this business is to allow people to trade safely. Let's just call it trade safe. Done. Trade safe. What do you think? He's yeah, you're like, yeah, I love it. All right, so that's the new name. Yep. All right, trade safe. New name is new name. So that's and literally that's literally how you said it too. I mean, you yeah. were just like trade safe. That's it. Done. Yeah. I I mean, I, I was pretty proud of myself, pat on the shoulder. I thought I thought it made sense. I thought it sounded good, but but it also just tells the story in 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 really two words what the, you know what the company's doing. Uh, obviously, you know you need a little bit more color on that, but it was very much more direct and descriptive versus sports card exchange, which really paints us in a corner for being sports cards only. And uh, one of the original thoughts I had was, well, why limit it to just sports cards? This is something that could be used in other areas as well. At some point in time, when we when we scale up in terms, whether it's comic books, vintage video games, you know, handbags, whatever it is that are collectible out there for any demographic, why 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 not service them? Why not at least be able to service them as well? We have the hub set up; it all makes sense. So that's how the name came up. And yeah, I think I just think it's funny that you know it wasn't even my idea really, and and here I am telling you the name sucks. Here comes and here comes Jeremy saying, you know what? It sucks. I'm like, okay, let's change it. Let me go refile that LLC. So yeah, exactly. And as, uh, as Albert Jones says, ta-da, new name in place. So I explained sort of why I believe and and you know notice that there's a market for this. But you know, again, why why is there a market for a service like this in today's hobby? Why is there a market for a trusted third-party middleman to to really um just alleviate some some risk that people have i mean listen it's a loaded question but i'll let you answer it anyway just to again describe the the concept yeah i mean look at there's been trading going on um you know for years right at at card shows at lcs's um but to be able to from the, from the trade side and i'll answer that first um, to be able to let people, you know, essentially go on any social media platform that they're already on and they've got tons of followers or showing each other, you know, cards. And I thought, you know what, why not just have a, a service that allows people to trade cards? And we know that this exists, but now becomes that dilemma of who, who sends what first. So that was really why, why do we need the service? Well, look at Facebook, look at Instagram, look at Twitter. Um, and especially even just to, you know, bring in the buying or, or selling, you always need vouchers. You're looking for somebody to vouch for the person, their reputation, their personality. And so TradeSafe takes that all away and it gives you safety, security. It doesn't matter if you don't really have a reputation with another person because we're taking that that service on. And so that's really how the idea came about and really what is the main core of our service. Yeah, no, well, well said. And I agree, you know, as mentioned on Clubhouse and, and in our, in our private discussions over the past 10 or so months, 
Um, there's a lot of, you know, and the question comes up a lot for us is, well, will, will you have like a community on the platform where people can trade together? And I think early on, that was something that was very heavily considered to, to build the community and to have a place for people to show their cards. And maybe, you know, you log into your TradeSafe account and you can see the other users' cards. But we pretty quickly came to the conclusion that there's enough communities out there. There are yeah. enough communities out there where people are already very used to, and it's become routine to share their cards with their with their hobby friends and their hobby network, being that Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and and more, and others. And you know, I think we we thought to ourselves, listen, running a community is a whole other job, and I know that firsthand for running Hobby Insider. It's a, it, there's a whole other. Uh, you know, group of, of issues that you need to manage. Why don't we just stick to the core competency of TradeSafe, which is middlemanning trades between people who don't know each other versus having to manage a community. I think Beckett originally got rid of their message boards because it was just a pain in the butt for them to manage it and administer it and deal with complaints. And, you know, this guy swore at me and this guy said this and this guy said that. It became just a pain in the butt. And I can vouch for that. Running a message board is, it has its pain in the butt times associated to it. So building a community was something that we pretty quickly said, okay, forget it. We're not going to go that route. Instead, we are going to, we're actually going to leverage all the other, all the other uh, platforms that are out there that are already having trades negotiated upon them being again, the, the, the Facebook, Twitter, Instagrams. But there's no policing service there. There's no trusted intermediary. You know, if you buy a card from an auction house, a Golden, a PWCC, a, a Heritage, any of the any of these guys, they are in the middle already. They are, and that's a whole different service, right? They are actually yeah. selling it. They're so, but Facebook, Instagram, none of them have that. So let's just leverage off the existing communities that are being used instead of having to force people or beg them to create a profile and build up a reputation on a new one. So at the end of the day, we decided that we're going to stick to the core competency, offer the, offer the service and um, again, offer it to all these other communities that and platforms that don't have, you know, a, a real function for the commerce going on. Is that, is that kind of how you see it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great way to describe it. And, and, you know, look, we also know that, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's an excess of slabs coming back from people's hands too, right? And if, if you have extra slabs of one particular player um, and you're looking to trade up, this is a great opportunity. So you can go on different social media platforms that you're already using. You're not having to go into a new community. Use the community that you're used to using and just make a deal with somebody to maybe trade up, get something different. But now you have a, a trusted entity. Totally. I'm going to go to a couple comments here quickly. Like I like Justin Vick. I mean, I'll, I'll take a comparison to Don Draper anytime. Couldn't have come up with a better name than TradeSafe. Good job. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Hits and Chicks says probably the hottest group of co-founders in the hobby. TradeSafe to the moon. Thank Love you. it. Hits and Chicks. Dexflow thinks it's a great concept. Awesome feedback. Thank you. Uh, David Kaplan talks about authentication. Uh, which we will be talking about. We have all the tough questions that you guys are are, are going to put in the, and I noticed, uh, Skeppy, you had a series of them. All the tough questions that you guys are going to put into the chat, 
Um, and I know I don't want to say that because I don't want to discourage, but we have a list of them ready to go. So I think we'll address most of the things that you guys would, would wonder about. And I, and I slash we and the whole trade safe team definitely appreciate the questions. And we want you to challenge us to make sure that we have thought everything through because we think we've done a pretty good job of thinking through all the different scenarios, but we're not perfect. And there will be some that we miss. So thank you for that. JG wants to know what the website address. It's right on the ticker at this moment. JG, just have a look at the ticker. It's right there for you. It is tradesafehub.com. Jake's Toe says, you know, I just joined, joined Instagram a few weeks ago. Not fond of it at all. Interested in this trade safe though. Thank you, Jake's Toe. Glad that you are. Okay. So, and then Skeppy has a bunch more questions, which are every single one of them is, is in our show notes already. So we'll get to them yeah. shortly, Skeppy. All right. Let's let's talk a bit about challenges along the way that the Trade Safe team has encountered. And then we're going to get into the, the tough questions. We'll talk a bit about promotion and that. But um, app development, like, you know, I think everybody wants there to be a, a native app for everything we do these days. I know, I know I certainly do. I'm more comfortable on my phone than on the desktop these days. Uh, what challenges, Steve, have we encountered in terms of developing and, or building out an app? Yeah, so look at, you know, Card Ladder's blessed, right? They have Josh Johnson. Uh, we don't have a Josh. Uh, but, you know, you're right. App development is incredibly expensive. And so the smartest thing to do, and at least I think we all agreed on it as a team, is before we, we you know, go looking for big investments or putting a ton of money out of our pocket, let's vet the service. Let's bring the service to the community. Let them give us some feedback. And then, okay, this works. Let's go full-fledged into a native app. And so we've actually, you know, we've talked a lot about this. We've gotten some some great feedback from a lot of industry people. And, you know, we we feel like we've got a really good idea. So the native app is going gonna, is gonna to be coming. Um, and so the next step really was for us to build you know, a, a beta launch is what people that are visiting the site now see. Um, and so that was, you know, is was that a challenge? Yeah, um, it certainly was because everybody wants to launch a company with, you know, a shiny mobile app, make things super easy. Um, and, and I think the one thing people will appreciate the most is that we tried to keep the beta and the trade agreement and everything very similar to what people have already experienced, you know, with doing submission grading and everything else. Um, I will, I will say that when we, when we get this mobile app in the native mobile app done, whoever's used the service, um, is, is going to be pleasantly surprised with the ideas that we have behind this, um, because it's just going to be so easy, so slick to be able to, uh, take an image of your card, upload it, check out and on its way. Um, and then also have full transparency to be able to see where your card is. You know, is it to the hub yet? Has it been verified? Peer-to-peer payments, all the things that we'll kind of get to. Um, so yeah, check one definitely was, you know, we needed a mobile app. How do we get around it? Well, we we launch, you know, we we do it on a on a beta and, and we launch a website and we test this out the same way. Um I'd say the second biggest thing for me was, you know, we had Mike, we had Dylan, we had myself, and we're like, okay, well, now we got to find, you know, a good shipping company. We got to find, figure out the logistics. How do we do this? Where do we keep the cards? How do we keep them safe? You know, all the things that we've continued to keep vetting to make trade safe safe, because that's the core competency of this company, is to make sure that if you're using our service, your cards are safe. So, you know, there was a lot, there's, 
been a ton of thought, a lot of time spent around this. Um, and so, you know, finding the right, you know, e-commerce shipping company and, and those things are hard because most people have, you know, a mobile app and they can plug in an API. So, you know, the trade safe, trade safe team is going to be busy because we're doing a lot of manual work behind the scenes. But, you know, in the end, it's all going to be worth it because um, everybody's going to have a, a very safe experience. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the challenge uh, on the challenge on the app was really uh, investment and price to build out an app is not is not very it, it can be very expensive. So the team decided to go with the web version first to, to prove the concept. And then we go to the app uh, as a post beta sort of stage. So, you know, if this if this rollout is successful, then the app is just around the corner. And Steve's done a really good job of actually uh, drawing out the wireframe of the app and every step along the way so that when when we as a team have presented it to each other or externally to the very select few who have seen it, um, it's uh, it's really well laid out. So like you said, when you said that people will be very impressed with the app and how slick it is, again, it's still concept, but when concept becomes reality, it's going to be extremely, extremely slick and uh, and user friendly. So, and it's been well thought out. Um, let's talk a bit about some of the questions that I've seen in the chat, things around like insurance and shipping. Now you talked about shipping, that's a challenge, had to be overcome, we've overcome it. Insurance, another challenge had to be overcome, the trade safe team has overcome it. Do you want to speak any more to uh, to insurance? You talked about shipping. Do you want to speak to insurance at all? Yeah. So I think you know, let's kind of jump in without jumping into the full process and obviously a lot of the questions. But shipping, you know, essentially the way the process is going to work is you know after you fill out your trade agreement, you're basically paying shipping two ways to the hub and from the hub. Um, insurance, you're paying to the hub to insure your collectibles. We have an insurance policy that covers the cards as soon as they're in our possession. At any time that your cards are in our possession, they're covered by our policy until they receive back to your doorstep. So that's a cost that we're absorbing. That's not a cost that we're putting on, on, the, on the hobby. If you use our service and you decide not to insure your cards, they will be insured you know, once they leave the hub. Perfect. Perfect. <clears throat> All right. Um, okay. Let's let's do it. Let's touch quickly on some of the promotions that we're looking at as we launch the as we launch the business, and then we're going to go to more of the comments coming in. And thank you to Troy for letting me know that my flames are up two to one uh, on the Minnesota Wild right now. I, I do appreciate that, Troy. I'm watching you now. You have me looking to see who I'm on my Sportsnet app to see who scored. Um, okay. Promotions and that. Uh, so we're going to come out of the gate with a launch, a launch promotion, basically directed at Twitter, I believe. Is that right? Correct. So right now um, on Twitter, uh, we have launched a promotion. So it's our launch giveaway. And we wanted to really just do this specifically for the Twitter group. Um, and so on Twitter right now, um, you know, you've got a, a like, follow and retweet. And uh, so we are giving away uh, a choice of three different uh, three different awesome. types of wax. So we've got baseball, we've got football, we've got basketball. And so that promotion is going to run until uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time next Saturday. So head over to Twitter. You can check that out um, and share away and retweet away. 
try to win a, a hobby box. And then we are doing what we're calling the ultimate collector's giveaway. What is that all about, Steve? Yeah. So, you know, this was a, a great idea by Dylan. Um, you know, we wanted to figure out a way to reward the users that are going to try trade safe. So we said, hey, let's come up with something, um, you know, over the next 90 days or so. Um, and, and I think 90 days was the, the window that we looked at. So anybody that uses our service to buy or sell, um, not just trading, because we, you know, we do, uh, and I think we should highlight that we're not just about trading. If if you decide to buy a, a you know a car through a card through a private sale, you can use TradeSafe as well, um, or sell a card privately. Uh, you can use TradeSafe. So any user um, that uses our service repeatedly, your name's going to go you know into a, into a pool until the end of the ninety days. And so what we've done is we actually wanted to come up with something different than just giving away wax or giving away, you know, a big high-end uh, slab. We said, you know what, let's come up with the ultimate uh, collector's giveaway. And so we're actually uh, sourcing companies right now um, that will want to kick in something. And so our, our idea is that we're going to get a whole group of uh, the hobby, you know, companies that everybody uses, right? Like, whether it's, you know, show your slabs or a slab strong, or, you know, we talked to, to Chris from card ladder and stuff like that. So we're going to build this really cool package of, uh, of items or, or membership or vouchers and so on and so forth um, at the end of the 90 days to give away. Yeah, that, that'll be pretty cool. We're, we'll go hard on that and try and get uh, lots of different entities to, to chip into this, this ultimate giveaway and uh, looking, looking forward to that for sure. Um, okay, let's, uh, okay, lots of comments and questions, guys. And, you know, there are a couple in there that, that I don't think uh, were on our list. Um, one of them was, I, I'll start, I'll just break this one out. It came from Dave Kaplan, where he basically said, like, what if, what if, uh, what if there's a really imbalanced transaction? He says, what if a trade is very imbalanced? Would you say something to the buyer or the seller? Like, what if a kid is being taken advantage of? Uh, by a by a more mature hobbyist sort of thing, um, which is which is a, 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 actually I'll leave that up there. That's a pretty great. It's a pretty good question. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, I, I and sorry, as it pops to mind, it's an you have to be eighteen years or older to use the service. First of all, isn't that right? Correct. Correct. And I think that's partially for a reason like this, just to protect TradeSafe from a situation coming up like this. But let's take it a step further, Steve. What if what if we see a deal that just seems to be way off? Like what what's going on here? Um, is that our business to ask questions, or is it something that we would just say, "Hey, these guys agreed"? Um, you know, I don't know that that this is something that we've actually talked about, but I would think that we would probably reach out and just confirm. Like this looks like it doesn't make Absolutely. sense. Is that where we'd actually then reach out? We'd have a we'd have an email address and or a, a, a cell number. We call that person or, or reach out and say, you know, you signed the trade agreement. Is this the trade that you are willingly entering into? Type of thing. Do we have any more thoughts on that? No, I think you answered it perfectly. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, even if if it comes down to a suspicious slab, if something doesn't look right, um, you know. Uh, maybe uh, maybe two minutes to write up an email or call somebody could save somebody, you know, losing a card on the other end of a deal. So I think, you know what, it makes sense. We, you know, we have, we have 
seven members, right? So we have plenty of people that that can jump in and, you know, a lot of us will be looking at the day-to-day orders and things coming into the trade agreements. So yeah, why not, right? Like why not be the trusted service? Why not take things that extra step to make sure somebody feels comfortable and safe about using us? Yeah, a couple of comments that have come in. Dave here says really imbalanced trades is a gateway for money laundering, which entered my mind as well. So something we need to be cognizant of. But Tampa says, you know, you can't mess up someone's trade, though. There's a fine line, which I completely agree with. And again, TradeSafe is not uh, is not an eBay. It's not uh, it's not an auction house. It's simply a middleman. So it's not buying or selling anything. It's just selling the service of verifying your the safety of your cards, making sure that, that you're not going to lose your cards if the ones you traded for never come to you. So. Uh, but great points and things that we need to consider for sure. And that's the beauty of beta and even having a, having a, a great chat like this is being challenged, Steve. And we got to yeah. make sure we've got other members of the team in the chat. And I know they're taking notes on some of these things that we need to make sure we're following up on. So thanks everybody for, for those, uh, for raising those issues. I think it's really, really important. Um, there was also uh, actually, let's just, so I'm not going to go searching for a comment that I, that has already left me on the screen. <laughs> Let's talk. There was a question. Uh, someone asked, when is the Canada hub opening? We've talked about international uh, early, earlier today before we came on the show. So why don't you speak? Uh, I think you spoke to Canada already. But what about speaking to more international? Yeah. So, you know, look, at uh, our goal is to scale. Um, obviously, we have to address Canada first. It's, a, it's our closest. We have to take care of. Jeremy up there, right? So, um, yeah, we want to. We, I, I can envision us going international. I think the tough part, though, is that we still have to solve the issue of shipping charges. Um, so, U.S. to let's say over to to Europe, um, we, you know, someone's going to have to absorb that shipping cost. Now, could we create a trade safe within a company to allow trading? buying and selling privately within a specific company or country? Absolutely. And so I think that's where we see some value to grow to scale with TradeSafe. Um, we could absolutely implement the same models that we're using already at our three hubs and in our core business principles. Awesome. Okay. And, and that makes sense. And we'll get there. I, I think, you know, especially the Canada side. And one thing that I've been emphasizing to the group is that, you know, when we do open up to from U.S. to Canada, because Canada to the U.S., there's no issues because the cards are returning to their place of manufacture. But transferring a card from the U.S. up to Canada, as Canadians like myself and our partner Kevin and everyone else who's in Canada that's watching or listening knows that um, you know there's duties, there there are charges that are that are applied. So wh- however we proceed, we are it's going to be above board. It has to be above board, you know, with declaration of of value and for insurance purposes as well. So. But we, we're, we're almost there for Canada. It's just, it's literally like two weeks away sort of thing. So Canada soon, other countries will follow thereafter. Um, I want to, Tony, let's just get into this because this is a great question. Yeah. Tony Sin says, the website mentions that you can do cash sales. How does that work? So go ahead, Steve. So we have, we created a system of peer-to-peer payments. One of the ideas behind it was how do we let two people do a private sale. They send us the card. Do we need to take a cut or percentage of that deal? We thought, you know what? We don't. So you're paying the transaction on TradeSafe. 
for us to handle the card and take care of that. And then that's what created a peer-to-peer -peer payment. So as soon as the cards come into the hub, we verify them. Um, and as a reminder, Jeremy, we can, we can mention about the video process and that stuff later as well. Um, but once we verify the card, we're going to send out both parties a message, letting them know the card's been, you know, they've arrived to the hub, they've been verified. At that point, peer-to-peer -peer payments can take place. So peer-to-peer -peer payment could be wire, could be Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, whatever your choice is. We stay out of that. The only thing that we're going to request is that there is a verification that the funds have been sent and the funds um, have been received. So that's how peer-to-peer -peer payments works. And the other idea behind it too was, and I think you know we've mentioned this, is that we didn't want to take a cut, right? We let's let people do transactions, um, and we can stay out of it. We protect the cards. Exactly, that's right. So there's talk in the chat sort of about, um, you know, 10, issuing 1099s, 10, really tax reporting, income tax reporting. The fact of the matter is that we're not touching the money. So we, 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 don't, we, don't, we don't have any obligation uh, to issue a 1099 to any taxpayer of any country because we are not sending money anywhere. We are out of the money. All we do is get verification that the money moved, at which point it's up to the taxpayer to decide how they're going to report the receipt of funds on their on their 1040, which is the U, the United States individual tax return. So, um, I, I I mean I, I see Tampa set Tampa says so you would be sending 1099s. What? No, we won't be sending 1099s. We don't have the obligation to set, to send 1099s because we are not sending money or touching the money. The money never touches us. We just get verification that somebody received money. So keeps us out of it altogether. Um, okay. Dave Kaplan says, are you going to build a vault? <laughs> Do you want to take this one? Yeah, I I'll take it. I mean, like uh, the, the, the quick answer is, is no, we are not a vaulting service. We are not hold storing cards for people. We hold your cards for up to three business days. That's our, that's our desired turnaround time. That's our, that's our target turnaround time three business days for us before from when we receive to when we ship. So will we build a vault for long-term storage? Absolutely not. There are some fine vaulting services in our hobby. Recommend you use those. Will we ship directly to your account at a vaulting service? Yes, we will. We, we encourage that. And that's a good way for uh, some Canadians to maybe not to, to either defer the payment of the import charges or however you want to do your business. But no, we will not build a vault. However, we will have a sec very secure, unmarked uh, storage facility for the short term in all three of our hub, of our regional hubs. So the answer to that is yes. Um, okay. Uh, the answer to that is no. We will not be building a vault, but we will have <laughs> we will have security. That's for sure. Uh, Coach Brown says, this sounds amazing. Great idea. I believe it will be great fix for Facebook groups, Twitter, et cetera. And that's exactly what we're targeting our Facebook groups, Twitter, Instagram, places where people like one of our taglines is um, that you no, you no longer need to get vouchers or to build a reputation from scratch. It's just you just don't need it anymore. If you're willing to pay our fee, you can just have that feel good about knowing that your cards are going to come. So that's a. Uh, Pretty, pretty good. Um, I mean, I think, well, I, I love it. I think it's a great solution to it, to a lot of that. So, um, 
Okay. Let's go. It's funny, Steve. This happens to me a lot. I got the notes. I think we're going to follow them, but then the chat takes yeah. over and, and just spits out all the relevant questions. So I'm going to go back to the chat now and, and pick out. Uh, so I see Tampa has a question here. I'm sure the answer is going to be no, but what if someone's sending a fake card for one side of the deal? Is there any authentication that will be done or as an option? So great question, Tampa. One that we've we've talked about as a team for hours, for hours talking about this, really trying to understand, first of all, what is our role? What is our responsibility? What level of 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 serve of of, of um comfort like can can we offer? knowing that we can actually do it, that we have the ability to do it. So with all that said, the answer is that no, we are not going to claim to be authenticators. Now, I can tell you what, you put a fake Gretzky rookie in front of me, I'm going to pretty much pick it out right away. You know, you put a fake Jordan rookie in front of Steve, he's going to pretty much be able to pick it out right away. But with, you know, hopefully we have volume and hopefully we're not able uh, to, to, um, to authenticate every card because we know that we don't, we're not charging enough to, I mean, if we we're authenticating, we'd have to charge probably 150 bucks a transaction, just like some of the grading companies do because they're providing that service as well. But we don't claim to have that expertise and we are not, um, we are not authenticators. So we can't pretend to be right. Steve indicators of all sports cards. So with all that said, um, yes, the answer can, but you're right. The answer is no, we're not going to authenticate cards, mm -hmm. but Steve, what are sort of the, what are some of the um, uh, safety nets that we have in place in the event that something like that does happen? Yeah. So let me, let's start with the whole process. Cause I know we wanted to touch on that earlier. Um, and maybe this is jumping around, but every package that comes into the hub, everything is video recorded from the time that we get ready to open that seal we crack that seal everything is opened um so that's going to avoid anybody having a disagreement of whether they sent too many cards or we shorted or they they thought they wanted to sneak in an, uh, an extra line on there and short it so that's all being video um and so that way we're we're providing that um really around the fakes and 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 the way we we came up with it was there's there's two ways to look at it so one is we're going to inspect the slab. If we feel like, look, there's something suspicious about this, it goes back to the earlier question. We're going to reach out to that party and say, hey, there's something suspicious about this. It doesn't look right. Um, we've also talked as a group and, and we've been looking very much so into this is, you know, we don't want to become authenticators, but can we actually build upon experience and looking at how we can detect fake slabs. And, you know, how do we look at them under a microscope? What, what does it look like if there's tampering? And so we've, you know, I think we've we've gained a lot of knowledge by this um, in, in all of our meetings and, and testing that we've done. Um, the next part to that is the trade agreement. So the trade agreement is a, you know, it's a contract between two parties. So if, you know, if, if somebody, decides to bring something through and it, it, for, for whatever reason does get through to us, um, you know, there's a signed legal contract. Um, and so, you know, in, in our final disclaimer, it says that this, you know, contract can be used to, to settle disputes. Um, but, you know, the overall thing is that we're going to do everything we can to make sure that we detect, we communicate, 
um, to make sure that fakes aren't going through. And then the last thing is, is that, and I really want to drive this home, is that if you have a suspicion, um, and it's really not on us, but if you have a suspicion um, from the beginning with, ask for more photos, check the certification numbers, you know, do your due diligence. Um, because if something seems a little off, look up a certification number. Um, ask for more items, more pictures, maybe a video, um, and that'll help. You know, if somebody's trying to scam you, they're probably going to run away. But, you know, we really want to keep the, the the trade, the sale between the two parties and then leave the, the safety security part to us. Yeah, <clears throat> sounds, sounds right to me. And I think it's all fair. Again, we're not going to pretend to be something we aren't, but we are going to develop experience and skill. And we do have we do have some strategy to sort of fast track us to become experts in detecting fake and tampered slabs. So that's something that we're going to look at becoming, um, you know, maybe even an additional service at some point. Uh, but right now we're sticking to middlemanning trades or cash sales that are being done on on other platforms. And uh, but it's important to us to know that our customers are getting something that is authentic that said we can't guarantee it because we are not authenticators and everybody needs to know that that's it's a very important thing that we had to come to terms with and trust me and us when we say that we wish we could we wish we could authenticate and give everybody that extreme degree of comfort that what they're getting is correct but we all know that even the even the the, the most reputable grading companies also have cards that get through them so we'd be We'd be silly to pretend that we could do their job any better than they do. And that's one of the reasons why at the beginning, we are, we are, only, we are only going to be handling graded cards, slabbed cards from any grading company, because we don't want to tell somebody you can't trade for a card in a BCCG holder or some other you know, non-top tier grading company. So, um, okay. Uh, Thank you for the best of luck, Dave. Appreciate that. You know, there's a question here. Uh, Coach Brown says, if I state my slab has a scratch or a chip and the other party is okay with it, will that be okay? Steve. Yes, absolutely. So again, part of our trade agreement, there's terms of, of use. Um, and that's actually one of the terms of use that you've, um, you've you know, discussed that there's any uh, scratches or any defects in the slab. So as long as you know about it, um, you know, and I'm sure that may uh, prompt somebody to say, hey, you know what, can I grab a couple more pictures of that slab before I do this? Um, so, yeah, that's why that's put in place. Yeah, this doesn't take away, you know, the, the responsibility on any hobbyist to look at what you're trading for, get the right pictures, request the right pictures from or re request enough pictures from your trading partner, just like you normally would. You know, you might want to, you might want to like vet it so far as if you didn't have any safety at hand. Pre almost pretend you're not using trade safe and go to that same degree of getting comfortable with what you're trading for. Because our primary role, the primary role of trade safe is to make sure that you get what you traded for. Not what you think you traded for, but you get you get what you actually traded for, what was in the pictures that you received from that person, because we are going to match it up based on the pictures we get from you of what's coming into our hubs. We're going to match it up and, and then 
verify, send them to the to the receiving party, they verify, and then ship out. So everything is is being handled at each of those steps. I believe that's all it's all being covered off. Absolutely. Um, Tampa wants to know, and we, we talked about this, but is there a website where you can list your cards? So we are not building a community. We are not building a showcase feature. Um, I, you know, I slash we recommend that you use card ladder showcase feature because they have a, they have a great feature for, or, or just go visit people's Instagram pages again, right? We are not building that feature in because we don't think, we think there's enough communities out there where let's just, you know, you meet people everywhere. If you want to meet people on TradeSafe and enough people tell us we want to meet people on a TradeSafe community, we will build one eventually, right? We're not going to not give the customers what they want. We're definitely yep. going to build something like that if, if, if the demand is there. And I think also just to add to that, Jeremy, it's a great point. Um, you know, as our as our social media uh, continues to grow, we, you know, we're going to encourage, um, you know, people in the hobby, go ahead and tag us. Um, when you post a card on IG or Twitter, and we're going to actually help. We want to be facilitators of trades. We want to say, hey, community, this guy's got this card. Let's help him get some offers. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you, exactly. It's it's so easy if you, you know, you, you put a card that you just got in or you just traded for, you picked up at a card show that isn't personal collection, put it up on Instagram or Twitter, Facebook, wherever, tag us, we will reshare. We will, you know, hopefully we build a really nice following on social media such, such that it's going to be worthwhile for people to tag us. And then we can we can repost, reshare and all those things and help get more exposure for your cards. Uh, Fernando says, so slabs only for now, slabs only. We are working very hard at adding raw cards because I've, I've said to Steve, all <laughs> I said, we have to do raw. We have to do raw. We have to figure it out. We need a solution for raw because raw is a bigger part of the hobby than slab. Even, even with over 6 million cards in backlog at PSA, there is still a large amount of deals going on with, with, with non-slab cards, Fernando. So yeah, we are definitely gonna be looking at that. Um, I also want Rich, I wanna bring up Richard's comment here. Sorry, Steve, I wanna bring up Richard's answer to the platform because he says it much more eloquently than I did. He goes, at the moment we are concentrating on being a service, not a platform. We think there are so many wonderful platforms out there to meet fellow collectors. We may revisit it. He nailed it. It's exactly right, but it sounds a bit better than me. Tampa says in the future, I would love to put pictures of cards that I would be willing to trade and see what people have to offer. I think that would be so cool. Appreciate the suggestion, Tampa, sincerely. And, you know, it does again come back to give us some time. Let us focus on our core competency. Let us let us prove this concept and then grow from there. In the event that Tampa, you find another service that offers this, use them. And then we will talk to them and we will we will say, hey, third party service, you have you have a community of members, we'll be your back end. We'll be your back end trading ser trade service, trade security service. So we see a lot of potential in partnering with other communities so that they don't need to take this on and we can take it on. Is that Steve, does that make sense to you? Yeah, a hundred percent. Well said. I just see Tony says, I hear a lot of we from, Jer yes, Tony, I am a, a co-founding partner of, of TradeSafe. So thanks for asking. I've, I mentioned at the beginning, but I know people come and go, but to just, yes, I am certainly involved in TradeSafe and thank you for, for asking. And Jeremy, Tampa says, 
Are you taking okay. advance? Are you taking inv investors, Steve? Yes, absolutely. We're happy to talk to investors. So, and and just to go back on that uh, on the you know having the the whole idea. So just so everybody knows, not only did Jeremy tell me that the that the logo and the name sucked, but I was, I mean, I had this great idea of a slab and, you know, here's this whole, you know, collection. Jeremy said, get rid of it. We don't want it. We just want to create the service. And then, you know, it was interesting. And I got to give a, a shout out to DJ Ski. We talked to him, um, wanted to run the idea by him early on. And he came up with a great thing to support Jeremy's theory, which was, you know, he's like, hey, I don't go to the gas station to go hang out with people. I go there to get gas. And Jeremy loved it. So I got to give him credit for that because it's true. We want people to come and use TradeSafe to trade, buy, sell cards, use the service. Um, and so I'm hoping maybe somewhere down the road we can convince Jeremy but no, and then this is the other part about being in beta too. You know, there's a lot of things that we're going to learn by being in beta. And so, you know, if more and more people say, look, we want, we love the service. We would love to be able to put cards on there. You know, you, you're the one using our service. So we're certainly going to take your suggestions. Yeah, a hundred hundred percent. I agree. I appreciate you emphasizing that again. Scott Cause says you guys are going to be better off in partnering with other communities at this point. Don't bite off too much. Yeah, bingo, right there, Scott. My my thoughts exactly. M Perk says I'm getting more interested the more you tell us about it. Best of luck making this everything. I am starting to imagine it can be. Well, that's really nice. Thank, Thank you, you, M Perk, for that. Very very nice. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's the hobby right there. Hey, Steve, I mean, we yep. met we met because of the hobby. You know, we, we have to give a lot of credit to Clubhouse as well. Yes. Because Clubhouse basically sourced two, <clears throat> two of our awesome partners as well. Amazing. So, you know, it's 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 thank thank you, Clubhouse. <laughs> anyway. And that, um, okay. could be and that could be a tough crowd in there too, right? So, you know, as soon as you get to know them, it's like there there's definitely uh there, and again, as I said earlier, there's a wealth of knowledge. There's a wealth of information. I, I never knew, you know, only from watching the show, I never knew, you know, the extent of, of Carvin Chung and, and everything he did and to hear his stories in Clubhouse and, and everything else. I mean, you feel like you, you've got to know somebody through and, and through. And it, it's amazing. It's funny because that's how I felt about, you know, Richard and, and Kevin when I was talking to them finally on the phone. It's like, I already knew these guys. You know, talk to them every day. So well, I was, I was going to say, you, you know, you. I mean, listen, we we still don't have a single transaction under our belts yet, but you right. you get you can get really confident in the idea when you convert or you recruit one of, and I say this with a lot of love, one of the most cynical people who's a regular on Clubhouse. When when you know when they buy into the idea, okay, we've. If he likes it, we probably have something here. You know, we already thought we did, but then we had, you know, Richard came on board and Richard dropped a couple of other projects to jump on this because he believed in it that much. And that gave all of us just that an, another sort of level of comfort that, you know, we we have something here that the hobby needs and, and, and we'll hopefully uh, we'll hopefully use. Jake's, Jake's Toe asks a, asks a great question. Have you tried it out yet? Like, have you done any trial runs? So, I mean... The, the 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 honest answer is no, we have not done 
an actual ship cards from two places in the country into a hub. We've not done that. But what we have done is ran through the process vigorously, making sure we have we have a, a checklist of things that need to be done with every single trade that is conducted through our service. And as I've said to the team, guys, don't think we have to get it perfect right now. Let's get it as, as complete and comprehensive as we can. But once these start coming, we're going to have nightly meetings as a team and we're going to talk about what we learned. And then we're going to beef up our checklist so that we can get better. We, we, I'm a firm believer in continuous improvement. That's something that I, how I, I live my life. And even starting Sports Cards Live, it'll be two years ago in April. I thought, just start, just start and see what happens and get better over time. Let it improve over time. And I think it, it did improve over time as I got more comfortable doing this. Same thing applies to trade safe, right? We will, we will work out the, the we, will, we will iron out all the wrinkles in the first few trades that people run through us, but don't have, don't have any, any fear with that. We're going to take care of your cards. It might just take us an extra day, or we're going to learn a lot from it. We're added to our checklist, beef up our process, make it even more comprehensive to the point of absolute completion. And now look what we've done. We've gotten better. We've improved. And we have to, I, I've said to the team on, on numerous occasions, let's always strive to improve and just get better at, in time and we will be fine. And and keep the, again, the safety of the cards is our number one priority. I think that would be an obvious priority for us to pick and put on the website. So makes a lot of sense to me. Thank you for the question, Jake. Always great comments in the chat. Anything you want to add to that, Steve, before I run through some more comments? No, go for it. Let's let's get some more up here. Okay. Uh, Skeppy says, you may want to think about sealing the cards you send out in something that verifies the seal has been broken when received. Steve, why don't you speak to that? <laughs> Great idea. Um, love it. Um, yeah. I mean, in, in, regards to, uh, in regards to wax, that's definitely something that we're looking to uh, implement. So that's a hint towards the wax for sure. Um, or not wax, I'm sorry. That's a hint towards raw cards, not wax. Um, but yeah, um, and again, same thing as far as, you know, making sure or sealing the cards, sent, sending out, verifying. Package that gets, again, comes in, it goes under video. Same process happens when we put the cards back in and we show the label, it's all going to be under video. So there's yeah. true transparency from both sides. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, and, and Skeppy, it's a great idea too for all cards. And we have floated this idea uh, about actually Kevin, uh, Kevin had that idea uh, a while back already. And it's something that we're definitely uh, considering implementing. Um, but um, as Steve mentioned, when cards come, every package that comes into the trade safe hubs will be, there will be video recording of, of the opening of that package by the hub manager. Uh, Richard, thank you. You'll take awesome, Rich. Very nice. Very nice. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Tampa says future plans to allow more than just sports cards. Yes, 100 yeah. Tampa. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're looking to offer TCG, Marvel, um, you know, comics, video games, anything that is collectible. That's why we changed the name from sports card exchange to trade safe so that we weren't painted into a corner to be just 
for sports cards. Of course, if we're going to build this, this infrastructure, this hub system and these processes, we'd be silly to limit our revenues to only sports cards. So the answer is that is an easy yes on that one. Um, Coach Brown's already looking to do a deal here, Steve. So Coach Brown, why don't you uh, go on Instagram, put it, put out a, a post or, or Twitter, wherever you are, put a post out, tag us, and we will we will reshare. Maybe you'll be the first person Let's who do tags it. us that we reshare. Let's, Let's see if it. we can do it. Let's see if we can get Coach Brown the, the first trade. I'd love it. That would be that would definitely be awesome for sure. Um, and then Richard also says to Tampa, eventually we would like to be open to all kinds of different collectibles. Of course, yes we. Yes, we would. Tony says this could even be good for eBay sales when the amount is over what a credit card or PayPal can do you, and you need to do a wire transfer. Yeah, so, you know, back to the whole thing about cash. So we're called trade safe, but you can do a trade card for card or cards for cards. You can do a cash and trade, you know, cash and card for card or cards or cash and cards for cards, or you can do cash for cards. So any sort of any iteration of that can be can be facilitated by TradeSafe. And that is done by peer-to-peer payments. We do not touch the money. We it never goes through our PayPal account, Venmo Cash App, bank, nothing. It goes from, from trader to trader or buyer to seller. <clears throat> Here's a great question from Jake. Is there a minimum or maximum amount of a trade? Well, yes. this one. go ahead, Steve. Yeah. So while we're in beta. Um, we had to, you know, come to the decision of what we wanted to handle, both on the insurance side of things, both on the shipping insurance side of things. So um, the way it's going to break down is w- there's essentially two tiers. One to nine cards goes in essentially one box. And that's giving you uh, a predetermined shipping. And then anything ab- up to 20 cards. So if you want to do 20 cards, there's a shipping insurance Um, There's a price on the site for you to do that. Um, As far as the max value, you know, unfortunately, because, you know, we are using Shippo, which has been an amazing, um, you know, e-commerce platform for us to use. um, Their insurance company only insures up to $15,000. We insure um, higher than that. But so, you know, right now the cutoff is about is 20 cards and up to $20,000. So, and that's per um, person, not the total transaction. So that's per person. That's right. That, that, that makes sense. And really the max, yeah. So the max is, is the max is determined by the insurance that we have available. We have thought of, and obviously we've had the discussion. So, so I say, Steve, well, what happens if somebody wants to trade, you know, a card for 150 grand or 1.5 million? Don't we want to be involved in that? And of course we do. So we've talked about different ways to facilitate that, like right down to a white glove, we hop on a plane sort of service. And we will figure something out eventually because we want to be the go-to for deals of all sizes. But we also, it's tough to say, yeah, we'll do that. But, you know, it's $8,500 is the charge or, or it's three grand or whatever it is. We want to make sure that we have, that we can offer a service that people are going to use and not go, not just spend our resources building out something that no one's going to use. So um, I think the answer is give us time to get there. We want to build out many more offerings to many more people than, than just this, uh, just the service up to the level that we can handle at this point in time. And also to add to that, Jeremy, um, cause we didn't touch on this. 
Um, and I know we did in clubhouse, but if you have a large trade um, and, you know, let's just say it's 50 cards, but the value uh, for insurance purposes is under $15,000. Um, but you're not sure what to do on the shipping side of things. That's a very easy thing for us to handle. You're just going to contact support. We're going to, we're going to get back to you and say, Hey, we can do this because declared values, you know, within our range. So what if it's 50 or 75 cards, we can handle it. We're processing the same as 20. We'll just come up with a, a value for you, for your shipping. That makes sense. Yeah, we're going to be accessible through, uh, you know, our email, uh, our customer service email, and we're going to be responsive. And, you know, and if it, you know, our biggest, our biggest problem is also our biggest blessing. If we get to the <laughs> point where we can't handle the volume, we need to hire people. And that's yeah. when we, we just beef up our resources, get more people involved. We're fortunate to have a team of seven. We all have families and friends throughout, throughout North America. So there are people available, I would say, whether it's relatives or whoever to jump in and help us if we need it while we hire, you know, full-time type people. So we'll, we'll get there eventually. Hopefully we'll get there eventually. But again, we're, this is a beta launch and it's all about proving the concept at this point in time. We're pretty confident, but Hey, every there's risk starting every business. Of course, Absolutely. hits and chick hits and tricks as trade safe to the moon goes on to try to find a part, a partner for his sister. That's not the, <laughs> this isn't that kind of show hits and chicks. But I appreciate you being here, of course. Uh, Dave Kaplan, another great question. Will the parties have access to the video opening, Steve? So if they request it, we can absolutely send it to them. Yes. Awesome. Okay, what else we got here? Um, Sports Card Stallion, who wants to trade? Very good, very good. Tampa says Trade Safe has value just in the name. Very catchy and explains exactly what's going on in two words. I can see it being a giant in the future. Well, that's really, thank you, thank Tampa. Thank you. And I, and I love that because Tampa's also hit us with some tough questions. So the fact that, uh, yeah, yeah, but not a giant like Jeremy, the other kind. Yeah. Appreciate that. I, I am taller than I look when I'm sitting down on a chair in here for everybody. <laughs> sports card therapist, Rob Gerard is your sports card therapist. Good evening, Rob. Thank you so much, Rob, for jumping in. And Perk says eventually implement a trade function. Like when you offer a trade in fantasy, put your collection next to the other guys, check off what cards you propose. Great idea, Perk. Great idea. I mean, and listen, we could do that, but someone else might do that before we do, in which case we want to partner with them and be their back end for, for facilitating trades, right? But if no one does it and we do it, great. That'll be that'll be that'll be really good too. Uh, this is funny. Tampa wants me to hand deliver the cards. Pretty funny. Kurt says, might have missed it. What is the site? Can you add it to the yeah? Let me put it back on the ticker right now. TradeSafeHub.com and on Instagram and Twitter at TradeSafeHub. Unfortunately, we couldn't get TradeSafe, so we added Hub to the end of it, but nothing wrong with that. Skeppy says, what happens if a TradeSafe verifies and delivers on a deal for stolen items? Would there be a database to link up with to verify these things? What if a trade has an illegal request? Do you report it? Great question. Great question. I don't know that we've really thought about this one, Skeppy. So to one of our to one of our founders on the on on the show right now, if we could just take a screen grab or something to make sure that we uh, we can address this in our next meeting and uh, make sure we we have that under control. So uh, Steve, anything you'd say up front though about this? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a tough one, and you know, thank you for bringing that to our attention. 
Um, you know, again, I think if anything, you know, that's not going to fall into the category that something looks suspicious, right? Um, however, you you know, it, again, it, you always want to do your due diligence with who you're trading, who you're buying and selling with, and and you know, there, you know, we do we do have a, a, an agreement. So there is an agreement where something, you know, one way or the other, and I think we talked about this in Clubhouse as well, one way or the other, you know, if a trade goes bad, the person that's on the good side is getting their cards back. We're going to, we're going to make sure that 100%. Roy's going to take care of the people and get their cards back in a failed transaction. So, um, you know, but that, that's a great question. And that fact right there is really the, the core the core value that, that TradeSafe offers is if your trade goes bad, you're not going to be out the cards that you sent. That's the biggest fear I think that we have in doing these deals uh, as hobbyists. So um, that I'm just so glad that we found a solution to that uh, and we're able to cover it off. Uh, Tampa here says, um, I wouldn't want anyone valuing my cards on either side of the transaction other than me. I've done deals where it looks like I'm taking a loss but I knew the cards had future and that's a, that's such a good point. And, and I agree. I completely agree with that, with that position. I, I've been in the same place. Scott wants to know how long we're going to keep the videos for great question. And right now it, it's indefinitely, but we will, we will certainly put a, like, whether it's, you know, and it, it might come down to like a six year thing. Like the IRS requires you to keep your, your records uh, for, for accounting and, and that sort of thing. But We'll, we'll figure that out. I don't think we've actually put a date on that as of right now, but great call out. And let's make sure we write that one down uh, as well. Yeah. Guys. And I think, I think, you know, and I know you haven't been on some of the calls within the hubs um, because, you know, we, we talk as hubs, but yes, that, that question actually came up within the three hubs. And so we're going to keep, we're going to keep those videos for quite, quite a long time. So you make sure there's due diligence um, in case something arises. It's not like, oh, the transaction's done. Let's delete it. You know, it's as easy as storing it on and, and buying a larger Google Drive, right? If that's what it takes to give you protection, why not do it? JG says, rumor on the street is that Michael Rubin has already made... Con- oh, shit. I got to text him back. I got to text him back. I'll remember to do that later. Uh, Dave Kaplan says, sometimes PSA serial numbers are intentionally removed from the database, which are red flag. And that, that's a great point. We've talked about that. We will be comparing every slab to a database where that grading company has one available. So uh, completely right, Dave, and something we've definitely built into our system and our process and already. I get, and again, I think, Jeremy, the way to answer that too is... Look, if you are doing a deal and you don't see a certain number on there, you may not do that that trade. You may not buy that card, right? Because you're thinking something looks a little funny. That's a great opportunity to put it out to the hobby and say, "Have you seen this before?" So, yes. I mean, I think that's a that is a great question though. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Uh, Tampa says, if your cards are stolen, can you contact PSA if you have the cert number so they can add something to the system with the number of search? I mean, that's a better question for PSA, Tampa, but uh, I think that they would definitely listen to you at some point. Skeppy, appreciate the out-of-the-box uh, comments and questions. Definitely. We need we need to be um, really challenged here because mm-hmm. we want to get it right. For, yeah. We want to get it right for the sake of the business and for the sake of the hobby. Uh, and, and you know what? Also, you know, it what you know, doing being the host of 
doing what I do with Sports Cards Live, having relationships in with many people in the hobby, just by virtue of having various people on the show, it's it's really important to me that this thing is done right because I'm attaching my name to it. I'm attaching my my brand to it. You know, that's a that's a big deal for me. I don't take that lightly at all. If I didn't trust these guys, I wouldn't do business with these guys. I wouldn't partner with them. If I didn't have the degree of, um, you know, uh, influence on this gr- on the group, I wouldn't do it because I'm I have pretty high standards when it comes to some things. As Stephen Richard will definitely attest to at this point. I mean, I, I, it's like I'm constant. I'm, yeah. I'm constant at these guys. Like, like guys, I I love the effort, but this this word is wrong. Like everything has to be. I think as as professional as possible because again, I don't. I want. I have my. I have my reputation in mind, and I'm attaching it to this company now, which again, I don't take lightly. So, um, okay, uh, collection SML. Love the idea. Great for the hobby. We really appreciate that. Dave Kaplan says putting card ladder values in emails might help with uh, trade and balance issues. Definitely, but we are we people do have to put values on the trade agreement itself. So, and again, it's not our job to tell someone what their card is worth. And it's you know, nor is it card ladder's job. They offer their predicted value, but they they're the first to say, "We're not telling you what your card is worth. Go look at our formula, how we do it. Decide for yourself if you like it." Sort of thing. So we're taking a very similar stance. We are not here to tell you what your cards are worth or what trade to go or what trade to do. You have, there's other ways to other people to call on, or, I mean, I get, I get asked for advice on trades all the time from people. What do you think this is worth out of, especially on hockey cards? I'll, I'll continue to, to give that advice out and I'm sure other people will as well. So uh, Lucky says, I'm very familiar with it, with business law. Your contract needs to be reviewed by an attorney. I see many holes in it. Don't want to mention them here. Thank you, Lucky K. We will take that under advisement. Chris Hayes, Jeremy has a face and name to lose with this for sure. Yeah, I have a lot at risk here, definitely. Kurt Renault, I could not get the website to come up on Google. I did get it to come up on Microsoft Edge. Good to know, Rich. Take note, please, of that. And thank you, Nexicum. Appreciate the uh, the comment. So I think the big one there is uh, Lucky's comment on the, 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 the contract, the trade agreement, which... Mm-hmm has been reviewed by a lawyer. So we'll have it reviewed again. We have made changes on our own since that review took place because we've added some things to it. So again, we are always going to be um, making it better, improving, uh, open to to all feedback, all skepticism, all criticism, Uh, bring it because we're just going to use it as a a method to get better and to make this thing better. That's why, you know, we're not no, we're not pretending that this is not a beta launch. This is a beta launch. And what that means to us is minimum viable product, get it out there, prove the concept, uh, cross all the T's, dot all the I's, right? Fill in all these loose ends. And then we have an official launch with, with the native app. And now we're off to the races. Does that sound fair to you? Perfect. Well said. Skeppy says TradeSafe could be a very valuable resource for people to find data. I'm thinking archival purposes, services. Think about the information TradeSafe could provide. Would all this remain private? We're on it. We're on it, Skeppy. We are already on. 
we've recognized that we will be we will be generating data and data has value and um, yeah we want to be able to make sure that that data converts into benefits for the hobby overall so we are we have we have a plan for that <clears throat> hits and chick says let's get back to the basics of this service you find a random guy on instagram that wants to trade you do it but you don't trust him so we simply use you to cut the game simplify it yeah i thought there was going to be a question at the end of that hits and chicks but no you nailed it that's, that's what it, it is that's what if you go to the website i forget the exact sentence but it starts out the very first sentence you see on the website is like have you ever made a trade and you've gotten nervous that you're not going to receive your end of the trade maybe not ever have you ever experienced that? i know i've had that feeling where am, is the card going to come am i going to get it and you go to your mailbox day after it doesn't come especially if you're cross-border right it doesn't come and then all of a sudden it comes like thank god or it doesn't come and that's really where 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 we come in you don't if it doesn't come i'd at least like to be able to get my cards back and that's what we offer so definitely a good comment there by hits and chicks uh dave says what just to play devil's advocate what separates you from any other escrow service well really hobby expertise i think is one we are all hobbyists so you're dealing with people that you know i feel like i i, I mean some people know me in the hobby now i've 4400 subscribers on the channel or so and you know a bit of a presence in the hobby now just by virtue of doing sports cards live so you know us and if you don't you can find out about us um just watch any episode of sports cards live or tell people the guy who hosts sports cards live is a, is a partner he's staking his name to this thing so um that's one of the differences and then escrow services i believe and steve might be able to correct me if i'm wrong they take they are their model is based on a percentage of value and uh we are not doing that we are not taking a percent of value of transactions yeah so in the other way too is you know escrow services will hold funds until the transaction is done we're not holding funds and that's the point if some people jumped in late we're doing peer-to-peer -peer payments so there's there's a fee to use our service but if you need to kick in some cash to make a you know a trade deal uh work or you're buying doing a private sale um once the cards have arrived we verified everything on the trade agreement we checked out everything and it all looks good then we allow the peer-to-peer -peer payments to take place so we step away from that but we do verify whether those payments have been sent and received and then the cards go back out exactly coach brown says how long do you expect to have my card in your building before shipping to its destination i mean it's you know at the, for the first little bit it'll probably be next day or same day but the goal Thanks. is within three business days uh as busy as we may get yep. dave bulletin if you're checking the validity of psa slabs what are you doing for asa well and i yeah it's facetious nothing and for any any slab company that doesn't um have that lookup feature or an app like PSA does, we can't do anything for that at this time. Maybe we build relationships where we can, but for now we can't. So yeah. we're not going to. Again, you got to decide if you want to trade for a card in a slab that you may not trust. And you have to understand that TradeSafe cannot authenticate the, uh, the, the authenticity of the card within any slab because we are just not authenticators. Um, hits and chicks, you guys are, you guys have a great thing going, simplify the message, simplify the service, simplify the site and people will use it and love trade safe. I mean, that's exactly what I've been saying the whole way, Steve, I say simplify since day one. Since right from day the beginning. One. 
Yep. Simplify, simplify, simplify. I'm glad you're seeing that in there as well. Hits and chicks. Lucky K, are you going to allow people to post links of available cards to be sold or traded on any of your social media? Yes, yes, yes and yes. You post yes, it. Yes. We, everyone that post, everyone that tags us on a post of a card that they want to move or trade, we will reshare on that platform. So yep. definitely the answer is yes. And that's exactly. us. That's easy for us to do. Sorry, Steve. I just want to say it's so easy for us to do that for our for our audience. What were you going to say? Yeah, and so one of the things that we were talking about in Clubhouse earlier is not only do we want to encourage that, right? But we're going to also be able to invite people back in if we help somebody with a really cool trade, and then you know we can tell a story after. So we want to do everything we can possibly do because we're collectors first. Um, but you know we're providing a service. We want to help you get your cards traded as well. Exactly. Exactly. Jim says, is it just for cards? Jim, we are going to do all collectibles eventually. Right now, it's just cards. Again, we're just, this is a soft beta launch, but we will be expanding to other collectibles as well. It only makes sense, right? Again, we got the hub system. We got the plot. We got the process. The system's in place. It only makes sense. So the answer is yes, we will. I see the answer about where the hubs are. We're not going to tell anybody exactly where the hubs are, but we'll let you know what state they're in. I think that's important. And that's, uh, that is up on the website as well. Skeppy, what about trade safe feedback that people could look up a member, look up a member to work with? Yeah. So we've talked about a reputation system within and you know, the whole, the whole thing Skeppy about it is that you don't need to worry about reputations anymore. If you're doing a remote deal with someone you don't know, you don't, it doesn't matter that you don't, that you don't know who they are because because your cards aren't going to be released until their cards have arrived at the hub. Um, but all that said, um, if we do, we have still thought about building in that, that almost like a frequent flyer sort of thing where, you know, it's more, more so that if you use us 10 times, you get a free trade sort of thing, right? Buy 10, get one free type of thing. That's why we want to track it. Of course, it's valuable for us to know who's using it and how much, how, how often, right? And treat them well. Like, we want to get to know you guys. We want to see you at shows. We want to, we want to just, of course, right? This is something that, what an honor it will be to, to middleman the, the like, who's going to send the first, I don't know, the first Jordan rookie through us? Who's going to send the first PMG, 97 PMG red through us? Who's going to send the first Gretzky rookie, the first 52 tops Mickey Mantle? Like all these things are going to be pretty exciting and we'll, we'll want to talk about them. And, and, you know, uh, Skeppy says, I'm thinking it would give a member clout in there, but there's no in there. That's the thing. There's no in there, right? Because you're making your trades with people on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and those sorts of places. Anything to ask? Yeah, no, I mean, it goes back to the DJ ski comment, right? (laughs) You don't go to the gas station, uh, you know, to hang out with people. You go there to get gas. Jake's toe uh, refers to the trade dot, the trade agreement is the I'm sending section supposed to be my name or the two name. Great question. And that's something that at the end of, at the end of the document, I wasn't a hundred percent set on some of those words, but we had the show scheduled. We're going live. We will, we will improve all of this very soon. Um, but it, the I'm sending is like, that's me. And I'm receiving what I'm receiving is the person you're receiving it from. We, we had on the form at the beginning that the person that I'm trading with, I have to have their address. And then we thought, no, 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 no. I'm not giving anyone my address. So we can't ask, but if we need your name, 
phone number and an email address. So that's how we're getting around that. Um, and that's how you know that you put your address on the trade document, but you don't put someone else's on it. So that's what side you'll be on there. You'll That's where you'll fill that out. I'm going to keep on going with some more questions here. We're already at an hour 45. I swear it feels like we started 10 minutes ago, Steve. I know. I love it. Crazy. So Tampa says, if you're sending payment to the person directly and not to you guys, do you or will you have some influence with payment processors for fraudulent refund requests? Isn't this still an issue? Yeah, it's definitely still an issue that people could do chargebacks on PayPal and those sorts of things. Um, but yes, no one is sending money through us directly. And to the extent that that a chargeback could happen, um, we need we still need to work out that exact process. But we do have a legal document in place. We do have video of the cards coming in and we will cooperate with any uh, uh, service and any government, any police, whatever we need to, you know, if you get, if somebody gets legit ripped off, you know, you need to file a police report and we will cooperate, of course, share all the, all the information that we have and that we can, that we can, that we can. And, and again, going back to the trade agreement, look at, we have the information of both parties. So, you know, if somebody does a, a chargeback, it's very easy for us to give that information to, let's just say, uh, to PayPal, right? So we can provide the information that there was a signed deal. This is what it contained, everything else. So GC says, Jeremy, why do you keep reading the hits and chicks comments with such surprise? Pretty obvious. It's one of your, I'm guessing he means partners. I think he's, oh. I think I'm, yeah. So I think hits and chicks is a guy named Jordan. Who's a clubhouse friend. Uh, so if you mean one of your friends, then yes, he is. And I'm more reading it because I'm just, it's just, they're nice comments. And uh, <laughs> I, I guess I just, I guess I just, I'm just glad that someone is, is being positive about it. So that's why GC, but appreciate the call out. Chris Hayes says you're trusting Jeremy and company with your Jordan red PMG. That is the thing. Yeah, you are. You definitely are. I mean, we're all, yeah, <laughs> we're not going to steal it. So yeah. And, and, and again, just to be clear in beta, we're we're not uh, we're not allowing any Jordan uh, red greens. PMGs or green PMGs come through. So yeah, PSA eight rookies, yes. Jordan PMG greens and reds, no, not at this point in time. Scott Cause says, will items in the deal be sent to the same hub by both parties, or will it go to the closest hub? Yes, there's a great question. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, so we you know initially we wanted them <clears throat> to go to both. To the same hub and just recently we actually changed it so it makes sense if uh if you're in florida and somebody's in oregon you know wh why do they got to go to one one particular hub it doesn't make any sense so we worked it out through our our back end and our process so you can pick the hub closest to you it's going to save you money on shipping and we have an internal uh system to make sure that we keep them in check and balance Awesome. Lucky makes a really good point for us. We have to write down or just make sure we, we get on this. I think he says, I think there needs to be a section prominently displayed on your site. Why people should trust you needs to have background and proof of business and insurance info. It's really good call out lucky K let's uh, just, if one of us out there can take a note on that screenshot, whatever it is, let's make sure we follow up on all of that comment. I really like that one. Thank you. Lucky K. Um, <clears throat> I guess Joe now 
I, I think Hits and Chicks is Jordan. I think it is. I'm not 100%. That's a lo- also why I respond to Hits and Chicks comments like I do. But I think it is, and maybe Joe does now too. And uh, Terry Fortune says, are we vetting the trade partner's info like phone numbers or emails? Another great question. Steve, why don't you take that one? Because I'm not sure that we've actually, well, I don't think I've been a part of a conversation where we've talked about that specifically. So as, as far as vetting their phone numbers and emails to be correct, is that the is that the question then? It, it, it is. And the fact of the matter is they have to email the trade document to us. So right there, it's vetted, right? It's coming yep. to us. I don't know which, how more, much more we can vet by, by no. receiving an email. And then phone numbers, I don't think we're going to vet them right away. But if we need to reach out to someone and we can't, I mean, it's kind of like the predicament PSA is in right now with the Mark's cards issue where they can't even find some people whose cards they have because there's no information. So they're just sitting on these cards. I guess we'd sit on the cards as long as we had to until someone reached out to us if they disappeared on us somehow. I think the other thing too to to throw in here, just so people understand the process, maybe even break it down to a little bit more of a step-by-step. So once you've completed your your deal, your trade, your sale, you fill out the agreement, that's getting emailed. As soon as we receive the email and then we get payment, then we're going to generate a shipping label. So we've got emails, we've got payments that have come in to us for our fee. So just so people understand, that's how the process works. Once you get your, once you get your shipping label, then you're going to ship your cards. Exactly. Great comment or question here by Tampa. Are the employees at the hub third party or directly hired by TradeSafe? I'm just wondering who will be opening and handling my cards. So Steve right there will be handling them in the Florida <laughs> hub. So all of the hubs are being run by co-founders of TradeSafe, by Steve Correct. and our and two of our, our, our other partners. When we get to the point, and hopefully we do, where we need to scale up and hire people, then they we will it'll be internal. I mean, that's the plan right now. I shouldn't say that yeah. I shouldn't say that definitively. I suppose there's a chance we could we could maybe use a, but no, we wouldn't want to do that, right? We need to keep all no internal, 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 internal. I think yes. I can say that definitively. We will hire people at the hubs who are working directly under our hub managers, and those hub managers are all are all partners. Correct. So, uh, Ed C says, who would be responsible if a card gets damaged or lost in mail going to one of the trade partners? So from our hub to the recipient, yep, the insurance company would be responsible, our insurance Correct. company. Yep, our insurance company. Dallas Mooney says, loving the idea, guys. Say I want to make a trade with somebody who has never heard of you before. How do I pitch it to them? That's a great question. Great that, question. Yeah, I think, Steve, I think it ties in to the comment above from Lucky K, where he said, you know, we need to prominently display why someone should trust us. So I think we can basically tie these two questions to, and comments together and say, visit the site. And listen, I mean, it's kind of awkward for me to say this, but. If you want to get to know one of the partners in the company, go check out Sports Cards Live. That guy on the left-hand side of the screen is one of the one of the founders of the business. So um, that I think that I think there's something to that, and I hope there Absolutely. is. I hope there is. Yep. <laughs> Joe says I'm ready to move to Oregon. Put put me in, Coach. I told you we'd have people that'd be willing to work right. for us. That's right. Uh, Skeppy. Uh, further develops his comments as the feedback I mentioned was a higher purpose. It gets people to the site to learn more about it. The feedback status lookup creates more interest, 
Maybe it's not feedback. It's just member status. Yeah, and, and that's a good point. So the reputation score or the feedback score could be used for us to, to reward our users and then also to develop that clout, I guess, if that's what yeah. you're saying. Chris Hayes agrees. This is the proof of concept. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, all right. That's the end of the comments. Um, <clears throat> we're at an hour 50. I love it. I mean, listen, I think we covered a lot. I'm going to look through my we tough did. questions list. We talked about international, raw cards, why use trade safe, who will be handling the cards? What if you lose a card? What if someone sends the wrong card? What if someone did not ex disclose damage to a slab? Why do you have three hubs? What security do you have for cards while in your possession? What if you get, okay, I think we've addressed all those so far. What if yep. we get a backlog? If we get a backlog, hopefully a we do. Problem. Hopefully we do. It's a problem to have. Yep. But again, we are not we are not going through a process like a grading company does where they have to authenticate, uh, grade, slab, and ship. We just have verify and ship. Verify and ship, right? The recording adds a bit of time at the beginning, but that's all going to be ready to go. As, so. well as, as, as well as the, you know, the, the slab inspection. So yeah, slab I mean, inspection. it adds, adds a few minutes, right? Here and there, but um, yeah, I mean, cards... For the most part, should just be processed pretty quickly. Yeah, and if we get a backlog, we will hire. We will we will hire help in our hubs, and we will always have a a, a partner, um, on location at these hubs because that's very important to to me. If if not our our whole team, of course. Uh, why the beta launch again? Proof of concept. Will you facilitate non-card trades? We talked about that. Is there a limit to the size of the trade? We talked about our fees. We talked about how long to ship. We talked about authentication, tampered, tampered slabs, the slab examination process, all talked about. So everything that we had in, on, on our sort of tough questions list has been has been addressed. Um, I'm going to go back to the comments now, guys, and then we're going to wrap this up. And I'm going to be coming back for a late show of after hours after this in about 10 minutes or so. <laughs> and uh, I do have a few things. I've got I've got a mail day a couple cards that came in this package right here. I'm going to open on after hours. And I also broke out my complete collection of Sidney Crosby inserts, graded inserts that I've had. I used to have all my inserts just mixed by year. So all the players were together. I actually pulled out all the Crosbys. I'm going to show those today. I'm really excited about them. And then a couple of discussion topics. So, uh, you know, invite everybody to tune back in on, on a new broadcast in about 10 minutes or so once we wrap this one up. But before we do, Steve, I'm going to go back to the co to the comments and then we will wrap up if that's okay with everybody else. <clears throat> Tampa says if a package shows as delivered to a hub but is lost for some reason, is that also insured since it shows as delivered? Will you accept all legit carriers? Steve, why don't you take that? Yeah, so in beta, um, we just are using a U.S. Postal Service. Once we come out of beta, We'll obviously have a much ro uh, stronger, robust API that'll be built into the app. Anybody can select whatever carrier they want and whatever service level they want for shipping. Perfect. And um, and just to be clear on that as well, when, once we receive the trade document and the fee payment, we then send the shipping label to the traders. So basically, we're 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 mandating that they use U.S. Postal Service at this point in time. Thank you, Skeppy says, great job, guys. This chat has been on fire. Jake says, are the hubs an actual business building or an employee's home? So it's the latter, but they're not employees. They are partners. So in beta, 
We are listen. We're this is we are bootstrapping this business right now. We're putting very little money into it. It's all it's all human resource and and really uh, sweat equity, if you will. So yeah. um, for now, again, full transparency, and we're not going to tell anybody where these are. But yes, the partners' homes are the hubs. But again, they're going to be back and forth from post to the post office and that sort of thing. And and I let me just give somebody a little extra sense of security with that too. So going through our insurance. Um, you know, very specifically asked, like, okay, I'm in Florida. Well, you know, are cards being stored in a, in a safe? Yes. Is there locked access to the, where the cards are from, from, you know, another door? Yes. We have surveillance cameras literally in the room where the cards are being done on top of videoing the cards being opened. So, I mean, we've taken as much security uh, precaution as possible due to what we wanted to really set as a precedent and also for the insurance company. So we really are taking every step to make sure that your cards are safe. Troy says, uh, great answering the questions. Great. Thank you, Troy. Appreciate Thank that. You. Michael Kohler. Uh, I hope our, our web, our web designer isn't on. He says, when are you launching a new look site? Uh, <laughs> post beta, post beta, we will be, we will you know launch the app and uh, we, but our, our, one of our just, mantras for this is always to improve the website will never be stagnant i i anticipate there being daily changes to it as we move forward uh kevy kev says we did who is a partner by the way we didn't mention that if someone sends a good end of the trade and someone sends a bad the person that sent the good end only pays shipping we want to pass that value to the community yeah okay. thank you thank you kevin uh, Justin Vick, you guys survived a more thorough vetting than a shark tank pitch. Good job. That is true. I love it. All we can do, listen, we've learned from watching some great startups in our space. All we can do is be transparent, be honest, uh, ask for your help and support. We're very, we're very, uh, sort of humbly asking our friends, the hobby community to support this, let people know, um, help us out. We, we ask, we ask for your help to spread the word. Um, let people know that we can we are we can be a trusted service. Our faces are out there. You want to meet the rest of the team? No problem. Um, we can arrange a clubhouse. We can arrange an episode on here. We'll do a special episode. Bring out all the partners. You can meet everybody. I mm -hmm. mean, this is we are all hobbyists, true hobby. Just like some of the great companies that have launched in our space in the last couple of years, we are also all lifelong hobbyists. We love this space. We love the hobby. You've heard me say it now. If you've watched my show, going on two years now, every Saturday. Um, so I don't, I just, I just know that I, I love the hobby and I want to, I want to be able to provide a great service to it. Um, lucky if I have some additional info, I can give you for your website. If you want to message me, I can just, yeah, lucky if you can reach out to us on Instagram, um, or wherever, if you don't mind, cause I don't know how to reach out to you, but, uh, here you've got, you've got trade safe hub is the Instagram and the Twitter. You can, I'll just put my, my. And we've also got info and support on the bottom of the oh, yeah. website. Yeah, just shoot us an email too. You can reach out to me directly if you want. My stuff's on the on the ticker right now. Uh, Chris says, uh, I agree. This whole trade safe stuff or trade hub stuff is completely new. And I appreciate the open conversation, as do we. Thank you very much. Jake's oh, thinking about porch pirates. So everything is going to be signatured, signature delivery from, from the hub to the uh to the recipient. So Correct. hopefully that covers that. Sanderson or Eric, I'm most impressed you guys kept this as quiet as you did over the last few months. That's a good, that's a, that's a 
Good. I I, I told nobody. I know. I know I you did it. Like basically nobody. I, I my wife knows. My yeah. wife talks about it. Yeah. Uh, the beta service is now live. Yes, it is now live. Lucky. Skeppy, shipping cards over 5K will have challenges. USPS won't insure over five unless certified mail, stale mail, snail mail, LOL. Steve, do you want to just respond to that at all? Yeah, so US Postal. So we're using uh, a service through Shippo. And so we actually get, you know, there's a discount passed on to everybody uh, because we're using that. But they insure up to 15,000. Um, and so we're assured it's not going snail mail. It's uh, it's actually, uh, you know, it's U.S. US Postal. I believe it's priority, but I, I can I can double check on that. But it's um, it's definitely not snail mail. Corey Carr, thank you for the comment again for our hobby friends. It, it means the world to us that you guys wish us the best and that you support us in any way. Use the service. Talk about it tell your friends, share it, all that. We we greatly appreciate all that. I think that's what's made some of the great companies in our space even more successful than, than they would have been is just the support. And, you know, we're hoping for the same thing. Tampa says, will you ever offer a future option to ship cards purchased online if you're in a tax-free state? I know the service exists, but so yeah, we, you know, if you have a vault service, we are, we will ship it to your vault address. Any address that yep. you have in your PayPal, your eBay account, we'll, we'll ship <clears> it to those addresses too if they are verified addresses jake yeah we plan to have a presence at card shows uh definitely i mean it's, it's all you know we're, we're bootstrapping right now but once we officially launch yes mike we will definitely be sharing posts that tag us everywhere and to encourage people to make trades tampa appreciate your questions i saw no deflecting or anything that would make me question the service really really right. appreciate that thank you so thank much you. Thank you, Sports and Heroes Collector. Will you in the future show the vault and how safe it is? Again, no vault. No vault. Safes. Safes is what we will have. But no, like, big vault that you can walk into. Correct. But, yeah, no reason not to show it. I don't – there's even, you know, no reason not to show it. Yep. Joe says, ready for some trades. Anyone looking for Zions? <laughs> All right. Well, listen, everybody. Awesome. Let's, let's end it at that. We're just over two hours. Um, I'm going to come back for an after hours episode soon and, uh, go through what I do, what I discussed again. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, I'm going to throw it back on the ticker. Tradesafehub.com is our website. Find us on socials at Tradesafehub. Again, Steve is our leader. We have seven partners, seven co-founders. We're all lifelong hobbyists, very excited about this and looking for all of your, you know, just your continued feedback on it as we move forward. Um, I think, oh, Skeppy, that's an, Skeppy says one of the best shows yet. That's, yeah, thank that's you. really nice to hear. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, Steve, thank you. Thank you for a couple things. Thank you for joining me on the episode tonight. Thank you for being our leader and for recruiting this awesome team that we have, for thinking everything through, building the, the, the wireframe for the app, <laughs> and um, and including me on this as well. I'm grateful to Absolutely. be a part of this team. And uh, I really like the team that we built. So thanks for that. And uh, for joining me on, on an episode. It's, uh, it's a fun I one. It's, a first, it's the first time where the guy I'm interviewing is my business partner. <laughs> and, uh, and, and where I kind of answer half the questions myself. So Absolutely. And thank you, Jeremy. You've just, you've been an amazing, you know, help, obviously, 
you you know, like you said before, you you have a lot to risk. And I knew that going into it when I asked you to, to join us. Um, and, uh, you know, you haven't looked back. And so it says a lot about uh, your belief in the company and belief in, in, in the guys that, uh, that, you know, we put together. So thank you. And, and, and most of all, thank you for, for everybody making the great comments and, and, and having us. Perfect. Appreciate that, Steve. All right. I'm going to run through the final comments and then I will end the episode. Uh, Lucky K, wish you all the best of luck. Thank you very much, Lucky K. Kevin says, and Kevin's a partner. Thank you, everyone. Hope you trust and use the service. Thank you, Kev. Jake, I wish you guys luck. I'll be looking into it. Thank you, Jake. Chris Hayes says, thank you for that 86 Jordan Starline poster. That's awesome. Yes. Bobby Burrell, glad to have you, Bobby, and says, great to see these new ventures. Just when you think you've seen everything, great. Thank you so much, Bobby. Uh, very, very, uh, really appreciate your support, pal. Thank you, peeps. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Richard, also a partner. Thank you, Mike Foley, also a partner. And Coach Brown says, thank you, Trade Safe team, in the chat for a lot of great info. All right. Thanks, everybody. I'll be back. Uh, give me give me five to ten minutes here to grab a glass of water, and um, we'll be back for an episode of After Hours. Have a great night. Tomorrow, Collectible Live. All that. This show is over. Steve, hang tight. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.